and welcome to episode four of Dad Drinking, sponsored by Side Project Jerky. I can't believe we made it to four. Holy shit. Yeah. But once again, I'm Jim. And I'm Marcos. And we've been dads since 2009. That's right. Long time. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. How was your week since we last recorded, Marcos? It was It was good. It was good. I, um, you know, I, I've been actually thinking a lot about the Pimp's Cup. Really? Yeah. yeah. You hated it. You hated it. I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was absolute bullshit. But we also drank the entire bottle. That's that's correct. Um, I had a nice hangover the next morning. Did you really? I did. And um, I, I would I would have to say that uh, it's pim hand. It's strong. <laughs> it's very strong. <laughs> it kept you in check. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we uh, what are we drinking today? So so today. Uh, Per your request, per your suggestion selection, we're drinking Calvados. Yes, Calvados. Which is an apple brandy. From France, from a particular region of France. Yes, so actually. so you thought it was from South America. How I thought it was me- from Mexico, actually. Okay, okay. Because my, as, as we'll talk about later, I have a very, very uh, serious experience that was caused <laughs> by Calvados in Mexico City that I want to relive and confront, overcome my fear of the Calvado. I can say for certain that um, I feel a lot better about Calvados now than I did before we started this evening. It's It's been a good night for Calvados, I'll be honest. It, it, I find this to be incredibly delicious. Like The last time I had Calvados, and I didn't really have it, was when I made caramel apples for a block party. Okay. Um, and I got the recipe from, I think it was Gourmet Magazine. And I thought it was really cool. I thought it would be really cool to make my own caramel and the whole thing. I had no idea what Cavatos was. Um, were you a dad at this time? or were you just? I was, I was a brand new dad. Okay. A brand new. Sounds like a brand new dad activity. We just moved into yeah. our house. So the, so the kids still napped. Yeah. And Didn't have any teeth. No teeth. Right. Um, not, you know, sack of potatoes, basically. Yes. Couldn't have had a caramel apple, but you did it. Yeah, well, for your kid. well, for the block party, really. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and for other and dads. actually, I couldn't other do dads it. Kids. I, I couldn't do it for the gram because I don't even think the gram was around back no, then. It wasn't. So, so yeah, so I tried to make this homemade caramel and put this calvados in it, and it was just, it they basically tasted like booze. And I was like, I, I can't serve this to kids. And <laughs> my wife was like, Oh shit! Like you, what are you doing? <laughs> so I went to the store. I bought a whole bunch of caramels, and I just made regular caramel. Yeah, so I think both of us thought that this was going to be like a really strong drink, right? Yeah. Based on our past experience. Yeah. And I think we were both pleasantly surprised. I I gotta be honest. I mean, it is it is delicious. Right. Any any way you slice it. Well, how do you make a calvados? So, so we've done <laughs> we've done a couple of variations tonight. Right. Because it's just calvados is it's, just the the liquor. Yeah. So so we're we're not really making a cocktail this week. We're just drinking calvados. So we've had it uh, neat in a snifter, or more, uh, I guess, it's actually a, a, it's a, it's a tulip glass. For beer. For beer. <laughs> so we're, Our we glassware, yeah. So, <laughs> no, we're not fancy So Side Project Jerky hasn't sprung for uh, professional glassware not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. But if we, Side Project Jerky has these new t-shirts you can pre-order, <laughs> and they're super cool. So if, you know, we get enough orders, then maybe we can get some snifters. So and then we've also had uh, Calvados and Club mm-hmm. on the rocks, which I, I'm a I'm a cider guy. I'm not really a cider guy. I'm a Spanish cider guy. So what's the difference between a Spanish cider and like? Well, I guess it's the it, wicked apple ale or whatever they call it. <laughs> brandy. 
<laughs> Mostly branding. Yeah. No, so I guess a Red's Wicked, you mm. know, an R dub, R dubby dub, is <laughs> it's sweet. It's too sweet. I like dry cider. So okay. so something that's just gonna completely dissipate. This does the trick, right? It absolutely does, especially with that little bit of club. But Spanish ciders are they're they're almost flat. So I've had I think two. I've had two Isastegui and Sarasolo. And they do this thing actually where they call it throwing cedra because that's the Spanish word for cider. For cider. Right. And they, they hold the bottle up. If, if you could see me, I'm doing this weird thing like, I'm, was, sta- like starting I'm starting a lawnmower. lawnmower. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. We're so in sync. <laughs> We're so in sync. Oh my God. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> and, and then you pour it from a great height so you kind of, you know, unlock it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Aerate yeah. it. So, so you aerate it. Yeah. Your bubbles going, but it's it's such a beautiful flavor. It's it's so tart, and there's not a real like not a real trace of apples. I guess more of the acidic part of the apple, the and less the sweet part. So that's what that's what I love about this Calvados, especially with the soda. Um, so I'm really happy with this choice. Much much happier than I was with the Pim's Cup. <laughs> so you have uh, you've pinpointed unwittingly. Um, two or three of the main characteristics of a Calvado. Oh, okay, so number one, it's um, it comes from a, when you, you, you pick apples in a certain region of France. Okay. Right, okay, the Calvados region, which so is actually... regional drink. It, it, it is, but interestingly enough, the region derived its name from the drink and oh. not vice versa. The region wasn't uh, named until after the French Revolution, okay. but there are references to apple cider brandy as far back as Charlemagne. Okay. Um, and as far back as uh, the early 16th century in 1553, the first known distillation of apple cider brandy or Calvados was done by a guy named, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but oh well, Gilles uh, Picot. Okay. Who, who was. Picot like P I C C O U L T or Picot like. P I C O T. Maybe it's Picot. No, it'd be Picot. They don't I think pronounce P- their yeah. T's. I think, well, not at the end, I don't think. No. Right? <laughs> So, that was my French guy. So the Picot was the Lord of Gouverville. Okay. Which I think is like a nick, like, like a, a cut you did in second grade to someone. You're like, shut up, Lord of Gouverville. Dude, you're the Lord of Goober. Like, yeah. you're not just a goober. Yeah, the Lord of it. You're the goddamn Lord. The whole town of Goober is so, you are the Lord of it. So, so the, the, but the interesting thing about what I was trying to say earlier about how you pinpointed something oh, about yes, the dryness right. of the cider yeah. is that it basically to make a Calvados and there's a lot of rules because it's in France and the only thing they make rules about is food and drink Yeah, right. Um, and so you have to pick these apples one of 200 varietals of apples okay. that grow in this region they range from sweet to more tart and sour Okay, um, but you have to press them, get the juice out and the juice is then fermented into a dry cider not a sweet cider, okay. a dry cider okay and then it's distilled into an eau de vie, which is just a. Um, it's like fancy, a vodka. Yeah, like a. It's a fancy word for a clear and colorless brandy um, based on the fruit, right? But then to be a Calvado, uh, to be Calvados, I should say, it needs to. You need to be. Uh, you need to put the brandy into an oak barrel okay. for a minimum of two years. We actually got. What are we drinking here? Yeah, I'm sorry. I went to reach to grab it over on the. Uh, the recording studio table. <laughs> That's just my basement. Yeah. Table. Um, it's like a desk. We're, we're drinking a Bougard Calvados Pais de Aouche, uh, okay. VSOP, 
the VSOP, I never knew this, because you know, you'd see VO and XO in like rap videos, and you'd be yeah. like, what does that mean? I actually you know? went to Hennessy in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah, Henny. You did? This was before Henny was Henny, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's where I learned about it, but I just, same deal, right? It's like... I was more into Cavassier, mostly for the ladies' man. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah of course. That was my thing. Cavassier. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, sounds good. We have a Cavassier. Yeah, so VSOP. <laughs> have to do with the aging the aging okay yeah so those all those initials basically talk about the aging of, okay. of the liquor and how long they stay or how long the youngest of the varietals has been in the barrel because these are blends right? these are blends okay and they blend a ton of different brandies of various ages and so the the lettering the acronym that you see on the bottle will tell you how old the youngest varietal in the bottle is so you know that's your floor young varietal yeah young varietal is uh a guy from calvados france's uh, rap name for sure <laughs> uh, so vsop is it's been aged two to or sorry three to five years in an oak barrel and it comes from this particular eastern region of france and um you know the longer the aging allegedly the smooth of the drink i gotta say this is very smooth this is really good this is more I, smooth than i, I can remember ever having calvados before incredibly impressed with how, how good yeah. this is and i just i had i had no idea what what to expect um but i'm in, incredibly pleased with with the calvados so so i guess i i think the important question unless we have more history no, I think anything, I'm, anything, anything. It's not really that much more that's interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I think well, I mean, actually you covered Guberville. So. Guberville is important, <laughs> and and also the fact that the French Revolution was involved. Also during the World War, Second World War, in 1942, um, it actually became a protected name. So okay. So if you say you're Calvados, you have to be from that region. Okay. Right? So, so they'll, they'll same to you. you. Yeah. Champagne. Yeah. Pims. Yeah. Bourbon. Uh, I think what was uh, it was bourbon that we were yeah we were and we were trying to talk about the rye central yeah. bourbon yeah, yeah, yeah. central Pennsylvania so well that, that's that's exciting stuff um, I wish sounds it was, like it I wish it was I, <laughs> I kind of wish your, it was, your heat is like blow, like burning me up here man yeah, yeah yeah well the heat will rock you <laughs> the heat will move you um, well Mo I guess I guess let's let's get to the important stuff right right so the history's good thank you Jim for always. The History Corner. The, yeah, Jim's History Corner. Also, I, I, I got to do our, our weekly thing. So I went to buy Calvados at the State Store in Pennsylvania. and um, That place sucks. <laughs> we, I mean, we love it because it's the only place where we can buy yeah, yeah we, we love it. We, we like it yeah. because we get booze. But it's a pain in the ball. So, yeah. so what, what do so, we have? What so were the, the selections? The selection, when you go to the brandy aisle, because this is, this is categorized as a brandy, um, there is one version the boulard calvados pie stout which actually is a really from what i my research has shown it's like a very um exclusive and and interesting bottle how, how much was this bottle it was 40 dollars. okay okay it's kind so, of pricey for pennsylvania but it's yeah on the internet you it looks like you can buy it for like anywhere from 40 to 60 to okay so it's not but it's not a cheap no certainly no. not a not a cheap um and they also to their credit and i'll give them credit the fine wine and good spirits and good people store they have a premium collection, like under lock and key, yeah. where you can get, you know, a thousand dollar bottle of Calvados, which I can't imagine how old that thing must be. It must be from the French Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it has old. to be. Yeah. It's old as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just older than dirt. Yeah. Let them drink Calvados. Yeah. She said. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, it's popular around the world. Yeah. But 
I've never been in America and seen the Calvados on the menu. Have no. You? No. I, I, like I said, I, the only time I've seen it was in that gourmet magazine recipe for, you know, horribly inappropriate caramel apples for children. Yeah. So I, no, I, I wish it would come to all menus everywhere. I, I guess, but what was your what was your favorite? Was it the was it neat or was it the so because they they recommend so so when you look at the you do the research about the right, right right and some it's kind of split. Some people say it's an aperitif. Okay. Um, more recently, people have considered an aperitif and they mix it with a soda or a tonic. Okay. Okay. Um, but most uh, people in the past have treated it as a liqueur for after dinner, um, and you put it in a tulip glass, neat, you warm it with your hand, you swirl it to open up the bouquet, you stick your nose in it. I gotta say, right. when, when I smelled the bouquet, it was very like spicy and oh, nutty. Yeah. On, obviously apple-y, but, but the spicy and nuttiness really surprised me. No, but you, you really don't get the apple until you, you dump the ice in there and you dump the soda in there. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's like drinking a dry cider, like a little bit boozier, mm-hmm. but the same, same flavors that are just incredible. I mean, that's, that's, that's nice. I mean, I... I can't drink a lot of this, although we're probably going to finish the bottle, which is a little scary. It's Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. It yeah. is Friday. I'm supposed to play squash tomorrow morning, though. Okay. Ha-ha, <laughs> squash. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what dads do. The the third way that um, people have consumed it, and this is the way I first was introduced to Calvados, is in the middle of a big meal. They okay. serve a, a round of Calvados to, um, as they say, help you um, enjoy the food you've had, but but engage the appetite okay. for a future course. So it's um, supposed to like tamp down all the shit that you shoved in your face. I like guess so. I guess courses. so. Yeah, and particularly I was in, um, I was in Mexico. Okay. When I Cape first Octa. had uh, in Mexico de Efe, okay, in the city in nice. Mexico City. I was there on business. I would love to go there. Is it true that when you take off out of Mexico City because the elevation's so high that like you have you're on the runway for like four? Four thousand hours. I I, I feel like feel, it took yeah. a long time to get across, but at that point you're just thinking, I'm, "Get me out of here." I'm, I'm going home. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's a great place. I love it. I have great yeah. friends that live there. Yeah. Um, and I would love to go back. But this particular trip where I experienced Calvados was the um, issue I referenced earlier, um, where I went out to dinner Can with some. Sure. We're gonna make a Calvados live here. Oh my gosh. Live Calvados. All right, pour it in. Yep. Okay, that's the Calvados going in. You gonna have a little seltzer? I yeah. All right, I got it. Here's your soda. All right, just pour it in. About half and half. Yeah. And it opens it right up. So we go to a lunch with work people, right? So this happened at lunch. At lunch. Okay. Which in Mexico. When you have a business lunch, it could be like three hours long. It starts at one o'clock, and you may not finish until four or five o'clock. Okay. In this case, we didn't finish until four or five o'clock. Yeah. Um, but we started out, and this is my first time in Mexico City, my first time at uh, a Mexican business lunch. And apparently, there's a saying or there's a game that they play um, called "hacerse el gringo," right? To make someone the gringo means oh, to yeah. make them drink um, because they're trying to be polite. And this is basically what they played with me. I didn't realize this at the time, but they played this game with me where they so they just they, fucked with you. Yeah, they did, which is not nice because I was, was helping them. Meanies. I was helping them um, with their what a bunch transaction. Mean spirited people. <laughs> they were actually pretty cool when they were having a good time. Oh yeah, they're Mexican. I'm yeah. Mexican. I'm cool. I'm nice. <laughs> uh, I'm not that nice. I'm nice. 
nice. Some kind of. You're nicer than I am. I am nicer than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. But what's good is you're you come across super nice on the podcast. So it's, <laughs> we'll it's see. Yeah. That's not what the comments we're getting. <laughs> right, that guy sniffles way too much. Yeah. <laughs> what's his problem? Also, he's a jerk. Hmm. Um, so. Anywho, by so, the way, speaking of that, leave some reviews. Uh, we like hearing how how terrible my voice sounds. Yeah, and no. how funny Marcos is. I'm not that funny, but please net us, please net us, mm-hmm. please net us, please let us know how we're doing so we can decide whether or not to keep this as a going concern or we'll probably do it anyway. Whether or not the yeah. you know, but we sponsor, like to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> the sponsor's going to pull funding. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. Yeah. But if sponsor pulls funding, then that means the sponsor's in trouble. And I hope to God the sponsor's out of trouble because I'm the sponsor. <laughs> Buy some side project jerky, please. So, uh, yeah, so anyway. we're at this lunch. And we have, you know, we Talk start off with, uh, with, they're like, oh, do you want to try a Clamato? And I've never had a Clamato before. Clamato okay. is basically a Bloody Mary with tequila, but with like a like a weird, well, like Clamato's fishy. Well, Clamato's clam juice. Yes, clam and juice and tomato juice, juice right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, not everyone not speaks Spanish everybody. like you do. And, and yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Clamato, not for everybody. So. I think it's pretty good, actually. We should um, we should explore that another time. I think we could do bloodies. We could do like a brunch episode. We could have a couple some, different variations. Bloodies, of bloody bloody. Yeah, all right. Um, and so so we have Clamatos to start, and we're sitting there and you know talking, and then we have uh, a mezcal because they they realize I've never had a mezcal before, so we have a round of mezcal. So we're eating during all this, so it's yeah. not a big deal. Um, and. I gotta tell you, like after the Clamato and a couple of mezcals, I was feeling a little bit uneasy. But there was a lot of pressure to adopt the culture. You can't but it was a game. stop, basically. Yeah. yeah, but it was a game. Yeah, and and I was the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward to midway through the meal, and a round of Calvado shows up, mm-hmm. and they explain to me what it is, and they called it Aguardiente Francis, which means oh, Aguardiente. So I go ahead. You finish, and then I'll tell no, you. No, no, tell me what you think it means. No, no, Aguardiente. So, so. I've had that in the Dominican Republic. Okay. And the whole point was if you're feeling like if you're feeling fucked up, if your stomach is is upset, you drink this and you're right back. Yeah. It's basically moonshine. It, okay. it depends on <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means, really. It's literally but, battery but acid. But Aguardiente Frances means like French moonshine. Okay. Right? And I think that's hilarious because I think it's a very distinguished looking packaging bottle. It has a nice refined taste. I think it's a little complex. But, they, but it's in Mexico, they call it they call it French moonshine. Okay. Because uh, it's probably made from, like, you know, distilled fruit. And you can, make, you know. Yeah. You can yeah. ferment some apples that you pick in your backyard. Yeah, what's, the, what's the prison hooch called? We need to look into that. <laughs> That'll be on our, uh, yeah. our on-site we'll visit ourselves. with the uh, Eastern State Penitentiary <laughs> yeah. during Fright Fest or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, so we have some Calvados. And by the end of the meal, right, this stuff starts to hit me pretty hard. We go. I go to a, another work dinner, and I excuse myself before like dessert because I'm not feeling great. And I grab a cab home. Now, if you ever go to Mexico City, and look, I'm I speak Spanish, and I'm not, and I'm I look like a big gringo, but I can hang. I used to live in Latin America. I understand my way around stuff, but I got it in my head that this cab driver was driving me a roundabout way back to my hotel. <laughs> I start texting my wife, my poor wife, my lovely goat. She. <laughs> I started texting her from Mexico City saying, hey, um, I don't know where this guy's taking me. I'm a little bit worried. I started getting paranoid, yeah. right? Well, that's fair. More and more paranoid. More and more paranoid. I don't know where I'm going. And you just hear horror stories, right? It's not a, no, my, my buddy was actually in Mexico City, and someone tried to kidnap him. He had to talk his way out of it and bribe his way out of it. So, wow. So it's, it is a thing. 
Right. And that's what was in my head. And if you're wasted, this was a thing that was definitely happening. a thing. Yeah, and I was not... The Calvados got me. And so I, I've always blamed this episode on the Calvados. Obviously, it was on my poor judgment. Blame it on the Calvados. Yeah. So I basically convinced myself on this 15-minute ride that he's kidnapped me, and I demand that he let me off right at this traffic circle basically with a huge monument in the middle it's an obelisk <laughs> um i don't know exactly what it's called and my friend from mexico city uh lorenzo will probably hear this and and remind me but i was literally three blocks from the hotel when the guy dropped me off as i was getting dropped off i was sliding out of the cab and the back of my suit pants got caught on the door jam oh, and shit. it ripped open my pants so it looked like i had i, I had my my underwear thankfully i was wearing tasteful underwear yeah. Night, right. It was, boxer it was nothing. Briefs. Yeah, boxer, boxer briefs. Boxer it wasn't, briefs. It wasn't yeah. uh, nothing fancy. Okay. You know? Okay. I was out for a night in the town, but not really. You know what I mean? I hear um, it. I hear it. And and the whole time I'm texting my wife, and then my bat- my phone dies. So oh, my shit. wife now thinks that I am actually kidnapped. Oh no. I'm standing by an obelisk with my my pants seat of my pants ripped open and my underwear hanging out, and I have to figure out how to get to another cab. That can take me to where I need to be. Three blocks. Three blocks. I didn't realize this. I, I finally, after 10, 15 minutes of trying to flag on the cab, I get a cab. And I'm like, and I take out all the money in my wallet, all the pesos I have in my wallet. And I say, I said, Caballero, take me to my hotel and I will give you all of this money. And it was like probably the equivalent of like 50 bucks, which is like a week of wages yeah, for a, a taxi a, driver. That's a fair amount. Yeah. He's like, are you serious? Like, it's right around the corner. He was a very honest cab driver. I'm like, if it is, that's great. You're an honest guy. You deserve it. Just he gets me there. I finally get to my hotel. I finally charge my phone an hour later. And my poor wife was thinking that I had been kidnapped. I thought that I had been kidnapped. It's scary. It turned out. But now, here you are. Here I am. And here I am loving Calvados again. Re- you've reconnected. You've, you've yeah. rekindled I that even love. had it in the middle of a meal. And it felt great. It had a nice little sharp... Um, a sharp, acidic flavor yeah. that kind of like tamped down stuff in my stomach. And nice. the stuff, I gotta say, the stuff I had in my stomach was really delicious. Uh, yeah, we did all right tonight. Yeah. little chicken that, that Fidel Gastro cooked up for me. <laughs> I'm sure you can see it on your, on your gram I, or yeah, your Twitter. I, I, did you, did I, you tweet I, a picture? I took a picture. I, 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 was, I was really more focused on the IG story tonight. So, but, so, so regarding the three blocks away. Right. Um, that's, that's what happened to the to the, the movie Alive, right? I don't if, remember. So if the people in Alive would have walked the other way, you know the movie, right? Where, yeah, like, where the Chileans get caught in the Andy Mountains. And they and, like yeah. eat each other, and it's like cannibalism, and it's it's a it's tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, all they had to do was walk the other way, and they would have found safety and not had to resort to cannibalism. Like a vineyard in Mendoza or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was. It, it, it's a shame, you know. It's it's a shame, but um, it's a good movie. I like that movie. I never seen it. What other so so the thing when I think of a Calvados, uh, I think of the French Revolution. I think immediately of the best novel about the French Revolution, which, which is which is Great Expectations. Okay, by Dickens. 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 Yes. Dickens. Dickens is probably one of my top three authors. All right, top three. Give me your top three. Um, it's it's Dickens. Okay. Uh, Ichigoro, Kazuo Ishiguro. I, I guess okay. I like British Do you guys. have that book, uh, Never Which Let one? Me Go? Yes, of course. Can I borrow that? Of course. Because it just won the Nobel Prize. 
Or he won the Nobel Prize. He won it. Yeah, I have yeah. all of his books, actually. Every single okay. one. Okay. So, all whatever right. one you want. I'm more of a Murakami guy, but... Is that the uh, film guy? He's uh, one Q... No, no. He's... Um, Who's the film guy? Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Never heard of it. Can I, I talk that? about what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, have, I think I have one Q84 okay. floating around. It's, it's good okay. stuff. It's weird. Um, I like it, though. I like it a lot. Uh, so, anyway, so, so Ishiguro, Dickens, who's number three? Um, it's it's going to sound nerdy. It's fine. But I really have been immersed in the Game of Thrones books George for years and years and years. R. R. Martin. Yeah, George Railroad Martin. Yeah. George Railroad Martin is uh, <laughs> just a really good storyteller, and it is nerdy, and it's like one of those things where now that it's an HBO show, I can, like, proudly say that i've read the books yeah but it was one of those things where you hid so you for a while you were reading this back in the day yeah so so you're a famous cup drinker that's your that's your dirty little secret yeah that's <laughs> your dirty little that secret com- coming clean or whatever yes. the hillary duff song i was put that on get a pim's cup read some Henry's. george R. R. martin yeah <laughs> wow so what kind of uh what kind of dad do you think drinks a little cavados that's a good question that's a very good question. Um, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna kick this back to you. You want me to do it? Well, yeah. I mean, I've got I, an idea. I think the last time, I, I was, I was really gung ho with the offspring, yeah. and, and I thought that was pretty fly for a white guy. But I want to hear what you have to say about this dad. So, so this dad, I guess what, I, what I should say is, I came home and I wanted to drink this. I came over to your house, I should say. Yeah. Still dressed in my business cash, from work, shirt tucked in. Good place to I'm be. Like, you know what? I don't want this shirt to be tucked in anymore. <laughs> no. It's bullshit. Like, you just yeah, want to untuck it as soon as you get home. Yeah, right? but but you know, Fidel Gastro, Mrs. Fidel, were were in the house. My wife, the goat, Proper. was here as well, and I didn't I didn't want to look sloppy because when you untuck your shirt, your shirt tails are too long. Yeah, you know, you just can't you can't you can't go around with your shirt tails too long with a normal shirt. Well, wouldn't right? it be great if if there was a solution to that? Yes, <laughs> and I think. I think it exists, actually. Get, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the I fuck think, out. I think that... You're lying. No, no. There are a lot of commercials now, but a guy who invented a shirt that could be worn only untucked, you can never tuck it in because the shirt tails are too short, and it's called the untucked shirt. Oh, my and God. And the dad that drinks Calvados is the dad that wears the untucked shirt. I could, yeah. Yeah, because if you're drinking Calvados, you don't want to be tucked in. No. And you certainly I mean, don't want to be wearing a t-shirt. No. I mean, I don't necessarily want to wear an Untucket shirt either, but that's a dad. A dad who wears an Untucket shirt is a dad who is ready for some Calvados. Yeah. He thinks he thinks a little bit differently. Yeah. He, he might... He might probably travels mm. because... Without because you, you can't find this in America. So he knows... He has good taste. He has international yeah. taste. And what he found is internationally, those shirt tails be much shorter. And not just that, but the untucked shirt ads are fucking plastered all over the airline magazines. So yeah, yeah, exactly. The dad, yeah, the dad that shops with Sky Miles, yeah, is uh, the dad who drinks Calvados. <laughs> he he actually purchased in his his entire wardrobe of untucked shirts in the duty free shop with Sky Miles <laughs> or in Sky Mall. Have you ever bought anything from Sky Mall? No, never. I've always wanted to buy like the large crossword, maybe. Really. Or, How about like a Toblerone the size of a baseball bat? Nah, like that's the duty free stuff. I'm talking Skyball. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the the stuff that is just like Hamaker Schlemmer. Like you can buy the hovercraft. Yeah, it's probably not really hovercraft. The, the, you can buy the uh, the Bang and Olufsen. It's a lot of northern <laughs> European Scandinavian <laughs> companies that that 
try and hit that sky sky mall thing. Or like super gimmicky things like that'll grow your hair back Mm -hmm. if you're struggling, if you're Mm -hmm. follicularly challenged. Yeah, luckily you guys don't know us, but neither of us have. uh, No, you got a sweet head of hair, Jim. Likewise, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Salt and pepper action going here. I got, there's a couple, you know, yeah. they're floating around. I got more than you these days, but that's what happens when you're a dad. When you're a dad, it's, just pop it's out. tough. You know, just pop out. You know, speaking of traveling, yes, talk to me. I've done a lot of that this week, yeah. a ton. Um, I I went to uh, Houston and back. Okay. The week before, I went to Atlanta and back, um, and just like for like, Atlanta was a day trip, but Houston was. ATL Georgia. <laughs> what do we do, folks? Man, that's a, you're uh, bulldogging those lines <laughs> like a George Oh yeah. The uh, the trip to Houston, however, um, was a little sad because I this month I'm going to be traveling pretty much every week for three to four days a week, and it's it's sad. Like I, I feel like going away from the kids. You, yeah. you do the FaceTime or the Google Hangout video chat and duo. It's not the same. It's not the same, but it is. It's actually it's nice nicer. To have the option. Though. Way I mean, nicer than nice before. The option, yeah. um, and it's not like I'm like deployed somewhere like my poor brother-in-law who's been yeah. in Iraq, the Iraq, for six months. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, That's brutal. It's it's bad. Um, but FaceTime allowed him to go to like his daughter's first communion um, live and en vivo. Okay. Um, which was great, but for me, going to Houston this week for three days, I, I stayed at the Spring Hill Suites. <laughs> okay, and Spring Hill was great. We love Spring Hill. Yeah, they're really nice people. But you go in there, and one of my favorite things to do when you travel somewhere and you're gone for multiple days, even though you miss your kids and you and you spend a lot of time thinking about what you're going to buy them as a gift in the airport and all that kind of stuff, you go and you get into the lobby and you see the uh, weird cornucopia of people, and you say, "My God." What is this that I walked into? And it's my favorite place to grab a drink, actually, because you can just sit there and people watch. It's incredible. It's it is actually the the like lower tier hotel lobby bars. Yeah, are are great because it's not even like really a lobby bar. It's like like almost like a kiosk. It's like, a kiosk. Like stuffed, with stools like, around sho- it. Shoehorn yeah. in the corner. Yes. With a fast food menu of basically Sam Adams mm-hmm. or Sutter Home Wine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Sammy Adams is their, I don't know, I think it's the only place where Boston Lager gets consumed these days. Stop that. We're recording. Sorry, I care. Oh, jeez. Now she's going to fight with me. Nah, man. Anywho. Um, yeah, so it's... Boston Lager. It's deli- so, can we talk about Boston Lager? I, I really actually don't mind it so much really? I, don't, I don't drink it at Ugh. all um it's like a hangover in a glass but sam adams beers in general mm-hmm. i you know are pretty good I, I i'm okay with them i i would i never buy them but i think they are delicious i don't know so i i think that going to the hotel lobby uh-huh. is is pretty funny just because you'll see a guy having the sam adams you'll see a guy having Cavassier, as we said before. Yeah. You'll see someone having um, some type of nachos. <laughs> yeah. Right? But actually, when I was in, I, I don't know what your best food experience was in a hotel lobby, but I was in a lot of, for a lot of weeks, a uh, year and a half ago in Minnesota. And I stayed at, at um, a, a, a kind of like a low end uh, Starwood property. Okay. And they had cheese curds on the menu. Oh, that's wonderful. And they were some of them were fried. They had a mix of fried and unfried. They were okay. absolutely awesome. 
Houston didn't really have any street tacos or anything like that. And you would expect that. Right. You go to Houston, and you want a street taco. At least I do. Yeah, of course. So, so that what you, that makes me think, like, what when you drink a Calvado, Calvados, Calvados, what would you like? I don't know, cheese maybe? What do you think? Cheese? I mean, cheese is what um, Calvados.com or some site that I can't remember <laughs> now <laughs> recommends. They actually say that in Normandy, which is where uh, the Calvados region is located, okay. that they traditionally accompany a Calvados with... Liverat or Livero cheese. Okay. Livero. Livero. It is a monastic French cheese. Ooh. Uh, so monks make it. That's monks awesome. make it. It's known for its washed rind and um, pungent aroma, much like your children. Interesting. Yes. Um, it has a creamy, smooth, and springy texture. And the taste can be nutty, spicy. Interesting. And, and a little salty. Okay. It in your mouth. Little, little, with a little citrusy. Um, taste to it, which sounds delicious. We don't have any Livarol tonight. Yeah, I, I got some. I got some Manchego upstairs. Are you gonna go get it? You want some? Should I get some? Should I put it on pause, or should you just yeah? You Here, want let me just run up and get it real quick. To yeah. talk while you do this. Yeah, keep going. Okay. All right. So he's literally going upstairs now to grab some Manchego cheese, which is not French, it's Spanish. However, I think it probably will taste pretty good with this because it has another nice, tasty, springy texture. I don't know if, if you guys knew this, but um, the Normandic, if that's a word, tradition is to serve Calvados the way that it was served to me in Mexico, which is during the middle of the meal, which I'm sure really gets people jacked up. Um, during the meal, I don't know if I really like to uh, drink the Calvado. I think that it's a little bit uh, too powerful. Oh, here comes the cheese. He wasn't messing. What kind of cheese is it? There's uh, we got a Manchego and a Drunken Goat. All have right, a, have a have a little taste of that. And... Hmm. You know, it's a little springy. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, it's not bad. I actually thought that um, I'm this gonna would do go really well. a little, little stinkier. Yeah, it needs to have a little more aroma to it. Yeah. But I think that what I would really like to have with this, which may sound crazy to you, is a lemon meringue pie. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Is it, but I think the, the foam, I love lemon ring, the wow. salt and the lemon of the foam would go really well with the Calvados. Mm. That's that's probably <laughs> yeah. At a dinner party, you're not going to serve lemon meringue pie and Calvados, but you know, I, I don't know. So so there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of flip cocktails happening these days with this. What does that mean? So I, I don't really know about this stuff. I I probably should. I I should probably do some research like you do. But the, but the flip <laughs> is. Or cocktail made with egg white. Okay. So like a pisco sour. Yeah, they whip the egg white or they yeah. shake it up, and so you get that, you know, kind of foaminess or that meringueiness, yeah. right? Where you like. I said actually, a pisco sour does have like a yeah. little meringue on the top, and it's it's pretty good. It's yeah. not something you drink every day, but. No, but. I think you're right. Like I think. Something something like that, would be really fucking tasty. With with this or the cheese, stinky cheese. I would love to try a Libero cheese. I know. Let's check it out. Look for the wash rind next time you're in the cheese oh. shop. So um, I got a couple of uh, fast casual questions for you. Ooh, fast do you, casual. Do you have any fast casual answers for me? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try. Okay. Here we go. 
All right. Let's do it. I've had a so, few of these Calvados. So yeah. So I've asked, Let me see how quickly my mind I gave you was. my top three authors. Yep. Uh, based largely around the Dickens story, Great Expectations, which much like the Calvados is a French Revolution era type drink. Yeah. Who are your favorite three authors? Garcia Marcus. Really? Out the gate. Oh my God. I love Gabriel Garcia Marcus so much. Um, Latin America's Faulkner. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my God. He, he's so good. Um, Columbia. Right? Columbia? Mm-hmm. Won the Nobel Prize. Good mm-hmm. for him. Smart ass dude. Is he really I, from Columbia? Yeah, yeah. So, like so a, a, allegedly, Macondo, which is the fictional, the the fictional town in Hundred Years of Solitude yeah. or Cien Años de Soledad, mm-hmm. is is loosely based on a. I don't know if it's Bogota or if it's Quito, Medellin. Oh, or, Medellin. Yeah, yeah. But in any event, he just he writes like I wish. By I the way, I know Quito's in Ecuador. I just wanted to see you call, me, call me on it. <laughs> <laughs> really kind of more and like like involved in my own head here about Garcia Marcus. So All right, number two. Who's number two? So, so number two, it's fast um, and casual. Yeah, is uh, and he's he gets a bad rap now because of that whole thing with like he wanted to adopt a, a refugee baby, but Jonathan Franzen. Oh yeah, The Corrections is a really good book, and part of it's based here in, in Chestnut Hill, where yeah. yeah. So I was reading the book when I moved here. I started reading it. I was like, holy shit, that's like right around the corner. Yeah. This is amazing. Um, and then another Jonathan, who's a more recent Taylor author. Taylor Thomas. Now. Yeah, JTT. He's writing some, <laughs> some hyper sweet novels right some now. Some awesome short stories yeah. for Tiger Beat. Oh. For Tiger Beat yeah. magazine. <laughs> no, jo- Jonathan Lethem. I don't even um, know who that is. He, he wrote uh, Motherless Brooklyn, which is a great book, but actually... The book that I love is Fortress of Solitude, which okay. takes place in the, I guess, like the 80s, um, like 70s, 80s, 90s in Brooklyn, before Brooklyn was Brooklyn. And it's about graffiti. It's about smoking crack. It's just, it's, I, I can't really explain it, but it's a very, very good. It sounds relatable. It's, yeah, like, well, yeah, because <laughs> I smoke crack all the time. No, it's good. And then, so, yeah, I guess... Are those my... T- yeah. Yeah. All right. Question two. Yeah, talk to me. Charlemagne the Great or Charlemagne the God? Who's, Charlemagne who's the God. a better dad? Dude, dude, Charlemagne the God, for sure. Really? Is he even a dad? Probably. Yeah. I would say much more of a dad than... I mean, Charlemagne the Great could provide for his children, though. He could, but I don't think he was ever around. I'm sure he was around. He was definitely not around. He, Where like was? He's nanny, not, he wasn't out conquering. He wasn't conquering, but he was probably just, you know... He was around, you're saying, but he wasn't present. He was around when yeah. he was impressed. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Exactly. All right. Better dad, Charlemagne the God or Gucci Mane? Gucci Mane. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Come on. It's Gucci Gucci everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, quick. I mean, not quick. Fast, fast casual. Fast casual question number three for your fast casual response number three. Ever been to France? Yes. That was great. Good answer. I've Okay. <laughs> I, I've been to Paris. I've been to Paris twice. And the first time I went to Paris, it was in high school, and we drove from Paris to Barcelona. Wow. So it was this... Uh, what town was cooler? Fast so Casual response number four. Best, best town on that trip, and one of the best towns ever, is San Sebastian Okay. Uh, in Spain. And it, it was, I think it's on, I forget if it's on the Mediterranean or the Atlantic. I, I suck at geography. 
holy shit, what a great little town. Yeah. It, it was so amazing. Yeah, I, I wish like I wish I could go back. Spain was fun. Spain was a lot of fun, and I was there like three or four days. So I'm yeah, not was, as well traveled as you are, Jim. I was in Barcelona for three or four days. I thought that was an awesome place, but I've never been to France. You've and never I, been to no, France. My uh, get the fuck out. The lovely man. goat. The lovely goat lived there. Okay. In her life in Paris, but I've I've never lived there. She oh. lived there as a child. She wants to take me. I'd like to go. I resist it because I guess I just. It's dope though. It's a fun time. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Paris is great. I mean. Well, now that I know that Calvados is not Mexican and yeah. it's French, I'd like to go back. But I don't know that we have a drink picked out for the next episode. Uh, do we think we're going to have a special guest, or are you still working on that? I'm working on the special guests. It yeah. could happen, though. It could yeah. happen. I think that would be there's, fun. There's actually a lot of interest. Like people, people have been saying, hey, when, am I, when can I get to the party? So, so I, think, I think we may have a special guest. So maybe we let the special guest pick. So for you guys out there listening... Maybe it'll be a surprise. Who knows? Who knows? It's been fun. Look, I think that this has definitely been one that we've enjoyed. Yeah. Maybe for the first time. Now, we liked the Negroni, but this this was uh, something we both enjoyed. Yeah. We liked the different applications. Marcos liked the Soda Splash a little bit better. I think I liked it neat a little bit better. Oh, really? I did. Oh, I, I like how it, it uh, blew up the nose. Yeah. I really did a good job with that. You know what? It's neat it, because it's a brandy. You, you picture that, oh, I'm sitting by the fire. Yeah. I'm fucking wearing balling. your best dicky. I'm saucing. <laughs> I'm flossing. Your white Iverson. Yeah, on dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it is a it, it's it's a regal drink. Yeah, the Calvados. It is. So I'm glad we did it. I, I agree. I had a good time. Thank I'm you for hosting. I'll, always, always here. And you thank you to Side Project Jerky for hosting. Yes, of course, of course. Let's thank our sponsors. Let's buy some jerky. Buy a T-shirt. Yeah. Follow uh, our travails and yes. tribulations at Dad Drinking on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Uh, always on the website, too, daddrinking.com for photos, recipes, uh, hilarious anecdotes about God knows what. Pictures of Marcos and a baby Bjorn. <laughs> and not to um, bombard you too much with social media and, and digital cyber lives but um we'd also love for you to follow us or subscribe to us on apple podcasts or google play yes please do please do thanks again for listening uh we'll see you next time cheers all right